Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Griff, yeah. Do you ever have dreams? Um, n uh, no, actually, I actually find my most of my nights are rather dreamless. It oh, might be I it might be the insomnia, but I meant more like inspir you know like inspirations, like aspirations, like dreams, like look into the middle distance dreams. Oh, uh, no, I, I find it quite hard actually to sort of conceptualize more than like a few days ahead. All right, this is kind of get, becoming a more real conversation than I was expecting, <laughs> but I'm here for it. So, yeah, I mean, okay, I really you gave you nothing to like. <laughs> no, no, do we want to do we want to try fine. that so, yeah. again? Should I should I yes and you more? Oh no no, that's fine. We're working in the in the space, and you know, it's oh. one of those things, right? Where, do, where, yeah. Hey, you can't go into a scene expecting your partner mm. to give you like you know like if you can't expect yeah. them to give you like what you're thinking because Do if you expect them to give you something you're just going to get thrown off. I was expecting this to go in any number of ways, and you still managed to catch me off guard, which mm -hmm. I do find very impressive. But you know what I what I say about that. So in like two days time, uh -huh. you know, just a couple of days in advance. So like two days time, like like you know like what. I guess it, since you're thinking so like such in the short term, yeah. like what does that look like? Take me a, a walk um, through, through the Griffin Cold Iron Brain here. Well, like long term planning is very difficult for me. Um, like I've been trying to plan this big trip where I'm coming to see you actually. Yeah, next weekend. Um, and like, boy, howdy, does like thinking just even like two to three days at more ahead than like that is just exhausting to me. Yeah. Um, like I was really going to try to do the heavy lifting on the planning of this trip. And then the process, like just so much fell by the wayside and little things of like, I have to book a hotel room. And it's like, you mean I can't just do that? Like three days prior, um, kind of thing. So not anymore. No, certainly not. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, you get me like, I get, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny when I went into this conversation, like, you know, about like dreams and stuff, I thought it was going to be something, you know, like, it's like, yeah, one day. I want to be a part-time podcaster, part-time like pro wrestler, like that kind of mm -hmm, a thing. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, this ended up taking a more human approach. Yeah, um, and I'm fine with that. Multiple times in the like throughout this summer, I had um, these very weird nights where I would like you know I'd fall asleep. And then, like, I'd wake up, and then that, like, process would happen several times throughout the night. Mm -hmm. But then, like, I would also, like, have dreams where similar things were happening. Where, yeah. like, it was, like, where, like, I, so, like, I was, like, am I awake right now? I have no fucking <laughs> clue. Because I have actually woken up about seven times this evening, and I dreamt I was waking up from sleeping about probably about 13, 14 times. Mm -hmm. I don't know what world is real, but... Um, I'm assuming it's this one because my back and right hip hurt constantly. <laughs> uh. I will say when I do have the rare times I do have dreams that I remember, they are often hyper mundane. 
to the yeah. point where I just confuse them with you, reality. It's, it's so hard sometimes. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe a blessing and a curse there that I uh, don't dream that often. I also have a lot of zombie-related dreams. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like mm. a lot of just like you know, like you know me you know, and my my friends just like trying to oh, fight we, off. We're fighting off the, the un- zombies, fighting off the undead, okay. uh, the undead hordes. Yeah, like you know, like uh, so. Then it's like, oh, even when I dream, I'm in hell. I'm in <laughs> hell. So, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm Griffin. Welcome to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Dreamscape. Yeah. Ooh. A world of wonder awaits you at your fingertips. You need only the REM cycles to achieve it. Unless you're me and Griffin, in which case only hell awaits you. Anyway, well, we're well, doing... <laughs> new tagline for the shop. Zach and Griffin's multiversal pet shop. Only hell awaits you. <laughs> we need... When we do, like, another Oops All, De- like Oops All Devils or yeah. something like that, only hell awaits you. Only hell awaits you. Um, oh, oh Lord. I, you know, I, I, I started <laughs> trying to be aspirational and then we got very sort of like, like, you know, more like human stream of consciousness. And then yep. it just, I just spiraled. I spiraled so hard, everyone. And if that's um, not representative of this show in the first place, I don't know. Yeah. This uh, entire, entire show is just a spiral of our consciousness. This is, this is, this is, this is. I really liked Snessis. I couldn't stop. You ever get caught in like a weird word like loop and you can't stop? Like, I uh, like if I ever do a porky pig impression and I do like the I can't get out of it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Though? Yes, you're yes. Big and you're like, I can't out of it now. <laughs> anyway, hi. We're going to do a, <laughs> a, a very long, uh, a very long awaited rendition of our favorite segment of exploring the incredible people of the multiverse. That's, of course, Sh- another episode of. Holy shit! Oh my god! These folks are fucking Otherwise known as a Hisamgitfafer. A Hisamgitfafer. Which must be said in a sort of Nordic accent. Hisamgitfafer. Exactly. Um, so then ra- rather than going through these monster books and talking about the creatures that would make good pets, these books are also just chock-a-block full of people who are just rad folks. Chock-a-block. So we're going to be uh, honoring some of them in this episode. We're back in Cobalt Press's Creature Codex. Oh, yeah. So up first, gang, we've got the Green Knight of the Woods. Oh. This is just some, I'm assuming, fit as hell person. Yeah. In green armor. Yeah. Like he's a, a green knight. That, that, <laughs> he's that, in that, the woods. Yeah, they're, yeah, they got like a cloak. That's like made of leaves. Yeah, it's really cool. Their armor's got this nice green and gold sort of color scheme. Love that. They've got what looks like the um, glass axe from Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Yeah, the whole uh, the whole armor that like green glass aesthetic is kind of there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, let's see. Clad in emerald green plate mail and a cloak woven from leaves, this mysterious knight wields a mighty battle axe. A shield decorated with greenery is strapped to his arm. Every time I so, see the word greenery anymore, I think of a really good uh, joke you made in another path. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> listened to that episode actually. When you exploded a bunch of dudes, and you were like, the greenery becomes rettery. Well, that's because yeah, you did like plant growth, and yeah. so there were plants all over. <laughs> so, yeah, the greenery becomes rettery. It's really good. Thank you, I appreciate it. I was. Um, that was little like those three episodes there with that big battle well the episode leading up to that battle and then the one where we all um we all separate yeah uh, uh, i went through a ride yeah, as some might say um but the, yeah the, these cats right here they're fate champions you know green knights serve the fae lords and ladies acting as their champions and protecting those ancient forests where the borders between the material plane and the lands of the fae are thin mm-hmm they are creatures of honor, and they are sometimes sent by a fey noble to test the integrity and honesty of a mortal knight by challenging the mortal to a duel or other contest. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Beneath their plate armor, green knights appear as heavily built humanoids with a greenish, uh, greenish tinge to their skin. Nice. Sexy. <laughs> I like them green. Yeah, well, it, it was more the uh, appear as heavily built humanoids. Oh, and yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, sorry, I've been playing a lot of B, uh, BG3, and yep. ooh, Car- Carlock had my fucking uh, punched my ticket the moment she showed up on screen. I was like, Carlock has uh, your fucking number. Yeah, dude, she had my number the moment she showed up. Like, she said two words and went, fuck, I'm in love, okay? <laughs> Thank she you, is great. Mar- I'm dude, not romancing Carlac, Car- but she is great. I fucking love, dude. Romancing Carlac is incredible. Uh, uh, hey, if you're playing Baldur's Gate three, romance Carlac. If you're not yet, start off a new save and fucking do it. It's incredible. Team Shadowheart. Sorry. Hey, hey, no, hey, I, I, in, I oh, Zach, you know uh, me. I need my dark haired depressed girls. I, I know, but during, hey, during early access, I romance the shit out of Shadowheart. It's yeah. very nice. She becomes kind of a, a bit of a softy, and it's really mm. fun to see. Anywho, they have forest hideaways. Ooh. Green knights make their homes in green chapels deep in the woods. I like that. Mm. These places are sometimes ruined churches or keeps overgrown with moss, vines, and other foliage. Oh. Or hidden forest gorges guarded by... Uh, Wood woeses. Wood woeses? Are those like wood woads? Maybe. I'll go look. Check it out. They're on page 383. Oh. Or other fey creatures. Green knights often ride green-skinned fey war horses into battle. That's pretty fun. Uh, And you're supposed to use the war horse stats with magic resistance. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and play barding. So, like, they got armor and they're magic resistant, and they're just big war horses. Fresh as hell. Yes, a, a woodwos looks kind of like a like a a chunky furbolg. Ooh, so they're kind of like just like fey denizens, I think. Nice. They're kind of furbolgish. Love that. They're hairy right. climbers. <laughs> Ooh, love it. Um, but yeah, another medium fey, lawful neutral, armor class of 20, because they got that plate and that shield. Damn. 78 hit points, 30 walking speed. Uh, highest stat is their strength at an 18, followed by their charisma, their con, their whiz, and then their int and dex are tied at 10. 
Um, saving throws, pretty good with dex and con. Uh, go with athletics, intimidation, and survival. The resistance against bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Not made with cold iron. Cold iron, you say? Cold iron. What yeah. the fuck? Oh, oh. Hey. <laughs> Get a little cold iron in you. Hey. 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 <laughs> no, but no, I'm just saying that to Ellie. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> fucking monster i'm leaving them uh, in. That, that's me yeah uh it's got uh condition immunities to charmed and frightened um dark vision out to 60 feet they know common elvish and uh, sylvan these things are like you describing the forest hideaways thing these that made me just it, that's very dark souls mm-hmm. of like finding a like ruined overgrown chapel and there's just a a scary knight inside waiting for you ominously and then you beat yeah. him and then you get some sort of like dog shit weapon for all your labors you get like a you get like dad's hatchet and it's like oh come on yeah uh but let's see they have headsman's whoa 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 (laughs) if the green knight's head is severed by a vorpal weapon or by other means magical vines sprout from its neck and the head reattaches by the start of the green knight's next turn what the preventing fuck the green knight from dying from the loss of its head okay holy shit that's rad i love that that's horrifying to like you picture. can snicker snack this thing all day <laughs> long and nothing fucking happens Snicker snack this bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> I say nay to that. And then yeah. And then the head comes back on. It's like a reverse That's wild. Evil. Yeah. Um yeah, it is. Uh it's got uh, the knight's challenge. Three times a day, as a bonus action, the green knight targets one creature that it can see within 30 feet and issues a challenge. If the target can see the green knight, it must succeed on a DC 14 wisdom save or become magically compelled to engage the green knight in melee combat for one minute or until the knight challenges a new opponent. Cool. The target can repeat the saving throughout the end of each of its turns, uh, ending the effect of itself on a success. So it's essentially a compelled duel. Yeah, but with a little, some fewer stipulations, it looks like yeah. in there. That's that's um, that's and, cool. Yeah, and on its turn, the affected creature must move towards the green knight oh. and make a melee attack against the green knight. There it is. That's pretty cool. Um, and then yeah, it's got magic resistance, so advantage on uh, saving throws and other magical effects, and it's got speech with uh, speak with uh, beasts and plants. Nice. Yeah, so I mean, that's pretty chill. Um, it's got a multi-attack, that's two attack, one with its battle axe and one with a shield bash. Oofa. Battle axe is plus seven to hit, does 1d8 plus four slashing, or 1d10 plus four slashing damage if used with two hands. Classic, versatile. Classic, 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 classic. And it's got a shield bash, also plus seven to, uh, to hit, and it does a d6 plus four bludgeoning, and the target is grappled. Cool. Just like... Vines sprout. I, th- out I it? think so. Yeah, it says in the next little bit there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Until this grapple ends, the target is sustained by magical vines springing forth from the Green Knight's shield. Cool. And the Green Knight can't make shield bash attacks against other creatures. That's neat. Uh, and then there's a javelin in there. Just in, just in case. Just in case you need a javelin. You know. He's got one. Uh, but yeah, it's just you know classic D6 plus four piercing. 
Uh, and then it's got the Knight's Rebuke as a reaction. When the Green Knight is hit by a melee attack from a creature it has successfully challenged, it can make one battle axe Ooh. attack with advantage against the attacker. Sick. Love that. Nice. Yeah, Green Knight fucks. Like, it's pretty chill. I pictured earlier as like the Green Knight targets a creature and issues a challenge where it just like points at you from across the oh. battlefield and goes like, do a backflip. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's just like, it's just like, eat this very hot pepper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's man, the, it's all is. the, it's all the horrible trendy meme challenges, like the cinnamon challenge and shit. Mm-hmm. Eat this Tide Pod. <laughs> Can you drink this gallon of milk without puking? Yeah, instead of a challenge, you just what are the odds is you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you, dramatic point with the battle axe, what are the odds? You drink this entire four loco in under 10 seconds. Oh, uh, and if I do that, then I'll, like, prove my honor. Yeah, sure. Cool. One in like four. All right, ready? Yeah. One, two, three, three. Ah, beans. Uh, you must honor bound. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Like from the ground, a vine like springs a four loco up. Drink it. Okay, okay, okay. Takes out a full like dagger stiletto to like shotgun. Shotgun the, it. Uh, I, I got to do it in under 10 seconds. The knight said. <laughs> All right, go ahead. A, a All batch, right. Yeah. Go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole's at a bachelorette party years ago. It was uh-huh. when we were still living in BG the first time, uh, like right before we graduated. Yeah. I think it was the summer after we graduated. And the bride-to-be chugged a four loco like it was like a like like the bachelorette the bachelor and the bachelorette like it was like a like a like a group thing like both were just doing the thing at once and she pounded it uh and threw up everywhere oh it was bad she was back uh, at the apartment uh within an hour oh my god you never kids never chug a four loco night ruined night ruined so like four loco is just it, it I've never had a Four loco, but it's just, it was the, like, energy drink, like, alcoholic energy drink, right? Yeah, it's an alcoholic energy drink. It's, like, super strong, has a yeah. lot of caffeine in it. Yeah. It's not good. Is the classy version of the Four loco just the espresso martini, then? That or, like, a vodka Red Bull, like, that kind of a vibe? I think, like, that's, like, the bar version. Yeah. Yeah. And then espresso martinis after that. I've never had an espresso martini. Yeah, it's just like, oftentimes, like, I mean, there's so many different recipes, but either, like, you know, actual, like, espresso shots and vodka and whatnot. I had one the other day that was made, like, with, like, cold brew and Kahlua as well. Like, it was Fuck good. Yeah. I love an espresso martini. They're notorious. I feel bad ordering them because they're notoriously, like, if they're making them with actual, like, coffee or espresso, obviously it it's a fucking a fucking pain for the bar staff, but they're so good, and I drinks yeah. make me sleepy, so having the caffeine there is really helpful. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you think the Green Knight, if we're using this sort of uh, idea that the challenges could be anything, yeah. Um, do you think the Green Knight is one one of the minds behind MTV's Jackass? <laughs> like, is Johnny Knoxville uh, secretly a Green Knight of the Woods? It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Or the people writing the show are. Yeah. Well, I mean, because they would all like challenge each other to do bullshit. Oh, you're right. Yeah. 
and Johnny Knoxville, and I can't remember the other dude's name, but like, yeah, they're like the ringleaders of that shit. And mm-hmm. like, one of them's mm-hmm. got to be a Green Knight of the Woods. Definitely, definitely. Uh, challenge you to a dance off. Um, yeah. Yeah. With Does Macklemore and Idris Elba. Is, yeah, yeah, is Idris Elba one then? Yeah. Idris Elba might I, be a Green Knight I of the challenge Woods. Challenge you to a dance off. Challenge you to like a, um, you know, the devil went down to Georgia. Um, was one of them a Green Knight of the Woods? Oh, then it became like a like a fiend versus fae kind of thing. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, was Johnny in that a uh, yeah a Green Knight of the yeah. Woods? I told you once, you son of a bitch. I'm the best there's ever been. I'm the best there's ever been. And you know what? Who was also pretty much the best? The fucking Green Knight of the Woods. We love you, <laughs> Green Knight of the Woods. You're fucking rad. <laughs> fucking rad, dude. All right. What we got next, Griff? Up next, we've got the Gugalana. 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 I think that's how I it's going to be pronounced. I love saying that. Gugalana. Gugalana. Uh, the Gugalana is a gigantic, like winged bull. Mm-hmm. It's like a red bull that got wings. Oh yeah, gave you wings. Uh, and it's got these beautiful horns, um, like swooping up curving in and back out again and in the midst of those horns like at the top bend in the middle floating suspended there is like a i don't know a sun yeah it's just like a little little sun yeah a large black bull rips up the earth in great heaps White wings spread wide from his shoulders, and a burning sun disk floats between his white horns. Rad. Gugalana, and then it says here in quotes, the great bull of heaven who makes the earth shake. Hell yeah. That's like his title or something. I love that. Or maybe like the translation of Gugalana. Gugalana. Gugalana, the great bull of heaven who makes the earth shake, is an instrument of heaven. Set to trample enemies into dust. Fuck yes. Starting strong. The sun disc between his horns makes clear his authority. As if the 20-foot winged bull wasn't enough. Uh, They're the wrath of the divine, Zach. Nice. Gugulana often arrives in times of war, torture, slavery, or oppression in answers to prayers by the poor or the plague-ridden. Hell yes. While rare, these forms of divine intercession occur often enough that evildoers are familiar with some of its ways and portents. Shining clouds are said to foretell Gugalana's arrival, as are flowers blooming in midwinter or on the altars of dark gods. Uh, It's a friend to Brother Ox. The animal lord Brother Ox seems to be a friend to Gugalana. The two sometimes work together. Yeah, I was and then sometimes the they go earlier. get drinks at the at the bar after work. Yeah, Brother Ox I think calls uh, the Gugalana like Googs. Oh my God! Yes. It's like, <laughs> oh, my man Googs, how are you? Hello, Brother Ox. I really, I would really refer to have you refer to me by my full name if like just when the decorum is is appropriate, right? Of course, but when we're keeping it cash, can I call you Googs? Sure, Brox. Oh, I do oh, love Oh, so you Brox. like that? I tried to say that as like a diminutive sort of thing. Oh, you were trying to dunk. Yes. You were trying to dunk. Yes. Dunk. You were trying to shake my earth. I was. 
I, I, but I, I take it by your reaction, you're fond of the nickname Brox. I, I was, but now that I know you're trying to hurt me, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, IPAs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. What are dumbasses? Gugulana also just hates blood magic. Oh, nice. The biggest source of evil that brings Gugulana's attention is the use of blood magic. The use of this form of magic invariably involves blood sacrifices, ritual murder, and other horrors. Gugulana shakes down the pillars of temples devoted to such activities. So I'm assuming that they wouldn't be chill with, like, a blood hunter? I don't know. Probably not. I mean... So that's technically blood magic. That is technically blood magic. And I that's mean, like, like Hemocraft, like, at its basis. Yeah, I mean, like, blood hunters... To me, the vibe there is always you're taking on the lesser evil to combat the greater evil kind of thing. So, like, maybe you could persuade Gugulana that this is chill. Yeah, you're only using your blood. You know what I mean? Yeah, for the most part, I guess. Googs, baby. Just listen. <laughs> Gugulana is a huge celestial chaotic good, 18 armor class, 253 hit points, 60 foot ground speed, 80 foot fly speed. We've got a plus 7 to strength, so we're above the mortal limit there to 24. And then plus 3 dexterity, plus 5 constitution, only a plus 0 ints, just like you and me when it comes to math. Yeah. Plus 5 to wisdom at a 20, and then an 18 charisma, making it a plus 4. Does have a huge bonus to dexterity, constitution, and wisdom saving throws, as well as athletics, insight, and intimidation. Uh, it is resistant to necrotic, fully immune to fire, radiant, and physical damage from non-magical attacks, immune to charm, exhaustion, and frightened, true sight out to 60 feet, and understands all languages, but can't speak. Jesus Christ. But does have telepathy out to 120 feet. Gugulana has flyby, magic resistance, magical weapons, trampling charge, where uh, if he charges 20 feet in a straight line, hits with a horns attack, the creature must succeed on a DC 22 strength saving throw or be knocked prone, and then it can kick Damn. you, kick you while you're down. And uh, makes two attacks, one with its horns, one with its kick. Jesus Christ. The horns are plus 14 to hit. They deal 5d10 plus 7 piercing damage and an additional 4d6 fire damage for an average of 48 damage around. On, not even around, on here. one attack. Nicole's here? Damn. Nicole's here. Hi, Nicole. We're Chris talking about Gugulana. We're talking about Gugulana right now. Come, come look. Come look. Come, come, we're going to get a, a rare Nicole's take on yeah. a creature. Uh, the great bowl of heaven who makes the earth shake. Yeah, Nicole, this this right here is the Gugulana. It's the great bowl of heaven who makes the earth shake. Why? <laughs> she says, why? Because <laughs> he is feels that like, like it. Does he just enjoy doing that? or? Is yeah, no, like... that's, that's his whole vibe. But is it a vibe or a job? Both, I think. Yeah. I, I think he really takes his job like, hey, to, like to heart. Love what you do and you never work a day in your life. You know what I mean? Griff says, love what you do and you never work a day in your life. Good for you, Heaven Bull. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye. I love you. I love your wife. <laughs> I love my wife, too. 
Um, his kick yeah. is his kick is far less interesting, but his horns okay, will but fuck. Those you horns up. are fucked, dude. Yeah. And then, mean, it's a what? A, a, it was a, a CR twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. And then Gugulana does have legendary actions. Uh, for one action, it can take a kick attack. For two actions, it can take a rearing stomp. Uh, he spreads his wings and stomps his hooves, shaking the earth. Like, he's, like his title says. <laughs> Each creature within 10 feet of Gugulana must make a DC 22 strength saving throw or uh, take 2d10 plus 7 bludgeoning damage and are pushed Fuck. 20 feet away. On a success, they take half damage and are not pushed. After the stomp, he can then fly up to half his flying speed. And then the Blazing Sun Disc is also a legendary action. Costs two actions and it's a recharge on five and six. The Sun Disc, floating between Gugulana's horns, flares. Each creature within 30 feet must make a DC 18 dexterity save Holy or take shit. six D6 fire damage or half on success. Fucking hell, dude. So he's got area attacks. He's got big stomp and push. He's got stab and kick and can dude. fly. That'd be a hard fight. Yeah. CR 21? Absolutely. Jesus Christ. Hey, even at high levels, that can kill a wizard. I know you said Jesus Christ. I don't even think Jesus Christ could take this thing. Just Jesus Christ versus Gugulana. Who would win in a fight? Gugulana. Dude, Gigs, baby. Dude, it's Gugs. It's always Gugs. <laughs> Dude, that's Gugs, buddy. Toe to tip. That's Gugs. <laughs> Uh, ain't got hell. nothing on Googs, dude. Okay, so yeah, what, what I'm what I'm getting from this whole thing is no matter what we talk about, ain't got nothing on Googs. It's fucking Googs, you know it's Googs. And the Emmy goes too. Yeah, fucking Googs, dude. Googs such a fucking beauty. Yeah. You know, Googs. I gotta say, you're fucking rad. Googs, you're fucking rad, dude. Hell yeah. You're you're the you're the great bull of heaven that makes the earth shake, and you're fucking rad. And you're fucking rad, and for that, we salute you. <laughs> I forgot about the saluting. And oh goodness. A, uh, I, I, I come up with bits that are dumb, and then I really just I really hold on to them as long as I can, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. Ad break? Ad break. Are you looking for work in a calm, relaxing environment? Do you have a fondness for artisanal teas and comfort? Do you consider yourself undead? Well, Spirituality would like you to join our family. Spirituality, a second chance employment tea house for the undead, is a place for those having difficulty adjusting to their new sense of unlife. We understand that dying is hard, and readjusting after the fact can be even harder. Employment at Spirituality is a way for those troubled souls and shambling bodies to begin reintegrating into a living society. Spirituality is 100% undead owned and operated. A majority of our tea leaves are locally sourced from graveyards, cemeteries, and small businesses, and the blends are assembled in-house by expert sommeliers. Every cup, dish, 
pot and platter is also made with love by the hands of the unliving. Don't have a corporeal form anymore? That's all right. We have a number of service and accounting positions that would benefit from your ghostly presence. We offer fair and competitive wages, but spirituality does not have a comprehensive benefits package because, let's face it, we don't need it anymore. Go to PetShopCast.com to see if there's a spirituality in your area. Come join the family of the unique up-and-coming tea house that Timeless Magazine calls a horrid and inviting place for brunch. Spirituality. No life, no worries. This next buddy we got, everybody, is the Drakatar. Ugh, just saying it's cool. That's right, the Drakatar. Part dragon, part centaur. Drakatar, bitch. Let's go. Well, it's like, it's all dragon, but it's shaped but, like a centaur. Yeah, it's got, so like, think like you take like a dragonborn or like a half dragon. Yeah. Cut it off at the waist. Oh, oh and God. Then you take, and then you take like a guard drake. Yeah. Just right at the neck. Take it apart. Yeah. And then you take the two of those, stitch them together, centaur style. You got Drakatar. Boom, you got boom, you got a Drakatar. Boom. Yeah, this one's blue. He's got like a cool bow that like it looks like wings. Oh, and it does. It, and when he pulls it, it's like like the strings magical. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had that exact bow in Guild Wars. That would not surprise me. I'm pretty sure that's just an Iron Wing bow in Guild Wars. Hang on. The creature stood. Yeah, it's just an Iron Wing bow. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real. But Zach, but Zach, but Zach. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what that (laughs) is. I just had that in Guild Wars. (laughs) Love that. The creature Uh, stood as tall as three strong warriors, armored from a horned head to clawed foot in azure scales. Azure or Azure? I've always said Azure. Azure, yes. Azure. And aimed a bow that hurled thunderbolts. Yeah. Which, as we all know, aren't a thing. There's thunder strikes. There's lightning bolts. Thanks, Zeus. One creates the other. Zeus, you're full of shit. You're full of it. Uh, countless stories surround the cloudy origins of the Drakatar. Though most of them involve centaurs. Dragonborn believe that a dragon captured centaur. Wait, what? That a dragon captured centaurs during a skirmish on the plains and drowned them in its blood centuries ago. Whoa, dragon? What? Chill. When their bodies were fished out, they had been transformed into perfect draconic warriors and a new distinct species. Ew. Holy shit. Gross. So this is a large dragon, chaotic yeah. neutral. Ooh. It's got a 17 natural armor class. Hit points is a 110. It's got a 50-foot movement speed and a burrow speed of 20 feet. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Don't blue dragons typically have a burrow speed because they live in the deserts? Maybe. I don't know. Because they're, 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 they're a lightning one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've been reading a lot about D and D dragons recently for my D and D campaign. So yeah, oh, you yeah, yeah. Some dragons. Uh huh. Nice. A strength just above those human limits, twenty one. So still at a plus five, but still just really beefy. 
Um, 17 to Dex, 15 to uh, Charisma, uh, 16 Con. Uh, as you said earlier, uh, in regards to Ant, about the same level as we are doing math. Yep. It can add. It can subtract. It can even multiply can sometimes. Subtract. Maybe it can yeah. divide using a calculator. Yeah, long division, not so much. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Wisdom is 13. It's uh, pretty good with Con and Charisma saves. Uh, really good with Athletics, Intimidation, uh, Perception, and Survival. Immune to Lightning. Yeah. Uh, dark vision out to 60 feet. Speaks common, draconic, and elvish. Elvish for some reason. Well, I think it's because centaurs can speak either elvish or sylvan. Oh, sure. And they're like <laughs> blood-soaked centaurs. Yeah. Uh, they got a multi-attack. They make two attacks, one with its bite, one with its claws, or two with its longbow. Longbow. Or as we know now, it's iron wing flatbow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's bite. Let's see. It's a plus eight to hit, and it does 2d6 plus four piercing plus 2d6 lightning damage dag on a chomp and then his claws is 2d6 plus four uh on a hit long bow plus six to hit 2d8 plus three piercing yep oh 2d8 damn that's a big yeah, bow two, well yeah it, it I'm, I'm assuming like this is a large creature like do you ever watch james cameron's avatar uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know like when they shot They're like huge. a human with their bow it looks like a whole ass spear yeah. I feel like that's probably the same vibe. Is this, that is this, those, just... this is one of those this is one of those Dark Souls on Orlando like great bows shooting just fucking yeah. spears at you. Yeah. Exactly. Uh it's got a lightning arrow which recharges after a long or short rest. Okay. The Dracatar shoots an arrow at a point it can see within 150 feet where it explodes into a 20-foot radius sphere of lightning. Woo. Each creature in that area must make a DC 15 deck save. Uh, taking 28 or 8 d6 lightning damage so essentially a lightning fireball yeah on a failed save or half as much on a successful one and then it also has lightning breath which is a recharge of five or six uh exhales a li uh, lightning in a 60 foot line Whoa. five foot wide each creature in that line must, uh, must make a dc uh 15 deck save taking 60 10 lightning damage fuck jeez um, but they've got variants over here. There's four types of Dracatar exist, lending credence to the theory that the first Dracatars were created by the dragon Azeron, god of the four winds. Ooh. This Dracatar represents the blue-scaled Dracatar of the northern wind. The other variants are the following. The southern wind is red-scaled, so everything's fire. Yellow-scaled is thunder. Yeah. Looks like uh, it. And then Western is green, so it's like poison. And like, yeah, poison. Yeah. And then, yeah, kind of aligning with the other dragon types. The red one has a climbing speed. The yellow one has a flying speed, which is terrifying for the, to imagine this thing flying. And then the, shooting the arrows at you. Ugh, but also just like the six limbs, but also wings. Is, wings? Oh, God. And then the uh, green one has a swim speed and can hold its breath for an hour. Damn, dude. Cool as fuck, as it turns very out. Very cool. Very, very fucking cool. I'm trying to find the bit, Grant. I know. We're, it's, they're, 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 they're too awesome. This happens all they're, the time. They're really fucking cool. They're too um, cool, Zach. We've, we're screwed. All right, Griffin? Yes. If you could do, like, if you could take a Dracatar out on a date, like, what would you do? <laughs> oh, God. Um, are we talking, like, first date? Yeah, like a first date with a Jeez. Oh boy. Um well, I would try to like I like to cook. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. too much for a first date, but like I like to like 
like cook dinner. I think he makes a good impression, honestly. Yeah. So like, and that that shows me that point that puts me in a good light, but that's not really yeah. like. So I would like probably I would probably need to make like a lot of food because Drakatar much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would gather it's probably going to be a very like meat heavy sort of meal. Um, you know, I would get that out. I would you know get the cocktail shaker out. Um, you know put on a little something something mm. not too not too much of a something something but like a little something something at least you know? like a little something, something like a little yeah. something something yeah. i'm not expecting anything on a first date but i want to like you know put that out there into the world okay yeah and then like maybe like you know just kind of like talk like like talk about stuff over dinner like what are your hobbies what are you passionate about um, probably will have a lot to do with like lightning. Um, you know, if there's like a storm like t- on the forecast, if you're like, let's go out and like look at this, like like watch the thunderstorm. And then the Drakatar will be like, ah, yes, where I came from, my like my my essence, my being of the lightning. I'm like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Nodding politely, nice. not fully understanding the depth of their soul and their being quite yet, because this is a first date. Oh man. I love that. And then maybe, and then maybe at the very Ooh. end, ask for a kiss, or be like, oh. like, can I give you a kiss? Can I just get a little, just like a little smidge? Can I like, I, like I might need, I might need you to give me a boost, but like, can I give you a kiss? Like a little bit as treat. <laughs> that's my exact. Little, I, that's I, that's my exact. How did you know, Zach? That's exactly my move. Can I just have a little kiss as treat? On a first date, yeah. And then they nice. go. Ooh. Ooh. And then I and then I didn't and then they didn't call me back. Oh, man. We, then I didn't get a second date because I said that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said that. I don't throw this word around lightly like a lot of uh, people of this uh, younger generation do. But Zach, that's kind of, that, that right there, kind of cringe. <laughs> yeah, just a little, little smooch as tweet as tweet. Oh God, you you did the turn the R into W thing and yeah, it made it just, worse. Just a, just a little bit as tweet, please. You gotta stop. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Um, where did I go wrong in this day? What can I improve? Um, Here. see, well, uh, so uh, when you know first dates, when I was you know, did, uh, uh, I always like to do something like fun, like a little like, you know, like just to, like you know, like let loose, have a fun time. I was thinking more like you know, take them to like you know, it's like a seafood place, like one of those places that they do like the big like parchment paper on the table, oh, sure. and they just bring like the pot out and flip it upside down, yeah, and you just like go crab oil style, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And then because there's always a lot, and like you know that the Drakatar is gonna like go ham on some on it's some true. fucking crab legs and shit. Yeah. But then after that, I think that's like a simple like barcade sort of situation. You oh, know, like that sounds D&Ds. fun. Yeah. You know, like have it, get a couple drinks, just get a little loosey goosey, and then just like have some fun, play some fucking skee ball, like <laughs> you know, get a little competitive with some air hockey but like just like in like a fun way like playfully yeah exactly that's the vibe i'm looking for that's that's true that's 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 good i'm a little i'm a little basic a lot of the time when it comes to my my dates i think for a first date like i feel like you were like i'm gonna go real romantic with this yeah that's kind of that that tends to be my vibe yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm just here to have a good time. <laughs> Folks at home can't see it, but I'm just kind of swaying. You're just kind of wiggling back and forth. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
And then maybe the like up. like at the end of the date, if it go like maybe after like we're saying like third date or so, it's like a you know we've had a couple drinks or whatnot. It's like but like I don't want to stay over tonight. Can you take me home? Yeah. And then Drakatar can just give you a ride home on their big powerful back. Oh my god. Nice. Yes. I and love then, that. And then uh, give you a little kiss as tweet. Uh, just a little one as tweet? Yes. Okay. Because if you've okay. made it to third date, you can maybe get little kiss as tweet. <laughs> uh, Lordy, I did not think that that was the one that we were going to get uh, get a little horny with. <laughs> oh, did you think it was going to be this next one, Zach? I did. I, you know what? I got to say, I did think it was going to be the next one. Zach, did you... Now, folks at home... <laughs> I don't often say, like, you need to go look up the pictures of these creatures because you're listening to a podcast and you're often probably you're probably like maybe in your car or like doing some other activity with your like like your hands, like your crocheting or something. Yeah, I would encourage you if you can, if you have access to Cobalt Press's Creature Codex to turn to page three hundred and seventy three. If you are uh, patrons on our uh, Discord server, I will be posting a picture of this so you can get the full effect of Water Horse. Oh, my God. Zach, I need you to give me... Should I describe it and let you just make reactions to it? Or yeah, do you want to describe I'm, it? I'm, look, Griff, I'm just going to be over here fawning this whole time. Because um, holy cow. Water Horse is like... I don't know, like a reverse hippocamp? Like... Kind of. <laughs> Water horse is like a, like, gr- like kind of seafoam green, kind of horse-headed humanoid with, like, long black hair and, like, a big necklace, like a net, like, draped over his shoulders and just so shredded. Like, oh my god! Like Dorito shape looking motherfucker, six pack abs, got the V. Uh, He's got like two, like two separate V's. I'm seeing. Yeah, there's like muscles on from the abs, and then one from the like the the waist, like the yeah. Yeah. Um, I never thought I could find something with a horse head so hunky, but <laughs> it's also like but, halfway up out of the water and is like gazing wistfully into the distance. Yeah, he's got like the the hand over his yeah, eyes. Yeah, and like he's Zach, he's he's looking for you. Is he? He's trying to find you. Oh my god, <laughs> water horse, <laughs> babe. This beautiful horse twitches slightly before it changes into a humanoid creature with a horse's head. Its beauty is transfixing, despite the razor-sharp teeth. Oh, no. A dark beast of legend. Oh, no, Zach, it's evil. It's fine, I can change him. Oh. (laughs) I can fix him. I can fix him, it's fine. The water horse often crosses to the mortal world via water bridges. A horse-headed humanoid in its natural form, the water horse can also appear as a fetching humanoid or a beautiful riding horse. It is an aquatic danger. While not a mindless killer, the water horse, also known as the Ich Wissage, I don't know, it's a weird something in another fantasy language, uh, uh, he does have a taste for human flesh and for those who dwell in the mortal world. Oh, no. oh. 
How could you? I thought we had something. Ugh. They live on the shores of seas or lakes, often posing as fisher folk and sailors to blend in with the local population. They use their charms and guile to draw victims back to their lair to feast. Water horses are particularly dangerous when a mated pair have young that need to be fed. The water horses create homes on the edges of water. Most have a secret lair beneath the surface. Zach is still dubious. Zach is still pondering how he can change water horse. I think I can change his mind. This is great because normally I'm the horny one on this show. Um, oh no, no, it's me. I've been my face has been melting this whole time. <laughs> <sighs> uh, they are medium fey shape changers. They're neutral evil. Uh, Twelve AC in humanoid form. Fourteen AC in horse or hybrid form. Seventy-seven hit points. They have a thirty-foot walk speed or sixty in horse form and a swim speed of sixty as well. Plus three strength. Plus two dexterity. Plus two charisma. They have uh, proficiency with deception and persuasion, dark vision up to 60 feet, and they speak common and sylvan. They can breathe air or water. Uh, they are shape changers, as uh, mentioned earlier. They can use their action to shape change into a medium humanoid, a horse, or its true horse-humanoid hybrid. Uh, any statistics other than its speed, size, and AC are the same in each form. It has a multi-attack. Uh, the water horse can use its charming gaze. Uh, in horse form, it then makes two bite attacks, or in humanoid form, it makes two longsword attacks. In hybrid form, it makes one bite, one longsword. Nice. nice. Uh, its bite is a plus five to hit, uh, 2d6 plus three piercing damage. Its longsword is a plus five to hit, uh, 1d8 plus three. It also has a longbow that it can use as a ranged option. And Longbow. then it's Charming Gaze. The water horse targets one creature it can see within 30 feet. The target must succeed on a DC 12 charisma saving throw or be charmed for one minute. While charmed, the target is incapacitated and can only move toward the water horse. The target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. The target has advantage on the saving throw if it has taken damage uh, since the end of its last turn. And if the target successfully saves, it is immune to the effect for the next 24 hours. So that's this hunky <sighs> horse. Yeah. Zach, are you okay emotionally? I'm, you know, I thought we that we might we could have had something, but the more and more I hear, well, I just don't think it was meant to be. Now, you, you might be able to fix Water Horse. You could also just become evil. I am full of rage that I haven't quite grappled with yet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You think he'd take me if I if I turned evil for him? I think you have a better shot. Oh, nice. It's hard to it's hard to date across the alignment chart. Yeah. Cuz like yeah, you're killing, you're I mean, like but, but also like killing's one thing, but then cannibalizing is also a different thing. That's true. Hmm. Maybe there's a oh, way to hmm. like become like maybe you could just like alter self like do like a permanency alter self on yourself and become like a water being oh like a was it a, a, a greater polymorph or whatever yeah like a true polymorph kind of situation true polymorph situation yeah mm. they say not to change yourself for another just, yeah but yeah. what if you literally changed yourself hey um i'll pray i'll pray on it i'll pray on it okay okay <laughs> Um, water horse does fuck is the problem. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I'm, 
I only wish you all could have heard the reaction when I told Zach about Waterhorse the first time and I told him the page number. Because it was like, it, Zach was he, sent. Like gone. I was a little, fl- I was flustered. I gone. Was he was gone. Flustered with a capital FL. Yeah. Flustered. Flustered. <laughs> the, unreasonably good muscles. Oh my God, dude. They got that like swimmer's body. Yeah. And like just enough of like the hips are coming out of the water that like you can tell he's just like in the buck. And you're just sitting there. It's just like that wave can move any moment. That wave can move any moment. So I could see that that ween, and like <laughs> I'll be good. <laughs> like, bro. All right, we've gotten too hornier. We gotta. I back. disagree. We can get hornier. I'm just saying the water horse is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zach. Nope. I got nothing else to say on the subject. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you Are you sure? You don't mm-hmm. want to talk more about maybe how a water horse could hold you in his big strong arms? Oh, I'm sure it would be so firm but gentle. <laughs> <laughs> you're a strong. You're a strong swimmer. I don't know about strong, but like I'm a confident swimmer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you were a lifeguard. I was. Yes. You're comfortable in the years. water. I am. Mm-hmm. It's been a bit. It's been a bit. Spend a bit. Water horse could reteach you the strokes, if you know what I mean. All right, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta wrap it. What? You gotta, what? You don't like me edging you in this podcast? The, the, the panic's setting in. We gotta go. <laughs> okay. Come, let's go. Let's move it. Okay. Wrap it up, Cold Iron. You should too, bud. Wrap it up. Uh, so, folks, that's gonna do it for another episode of Zach and Griffith's Multiversal Fetch Shop. Uh, <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. You can donate to us at Patreon if you like this bullshit that we do. Uh, Chipping us a couple bucks a month goes a long way to helping us grow the show, (laughs) grow the network. Zach is red. Um, I'm very red right now, Griffin. um, And, uh, you know, we can keep doing what we're doing and add more shows and content to the network. Uh, The Ghostlight Media Network, the network that we're a part of. yeah. With other shows, such as Another Path and The Silent Secrets. Yeah. And by the ghost light and imprinted echoes put, yeah imprinted echoes shakespeare still putting out episodes shakespeare is on hiatus hiatus they ran out of shakespeare you know what that's fair they did all of them so you know all right time to start over mission accomplished i guess they did it they did it there are some really good um episodes out there on the patreon from when they did some jane austen stuff uh and they oh, called right. it ostentatious that's pretty good yeah Maybe do some Christopher Marlowe or some shit. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, but I think that's about it, right? I think that's about it. Uh, it's been great having you. Yeah. And, you know, like, like always, you know, I've been Zach. I've been Griffin. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day. <sighs> it's all about love, baby. It's all about love, baby. Jesus Christ, Zach. What was it? It's all hell from here? It's all <laughs> it's hell from here on out, baby. Bye. Let's go. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to episode 119 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at PetShopCast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Keith, Katie, and Jeremy for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tubble Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on The Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for forcing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, I'm really disappointed in myself that I didn't make a, like, water horse makes you wet kind of joke. So I'm tacking it on here at the end with the outro. Thanks for listening. Bye. This has been a Ghost Light Media Production.